I'm recording this week's episode later than I usually do. I'm recording it at a at a time and on a day where I I'm kind of disappointed in myself. If if I get to this point and I'm just now beginning to record something for the podcast that I I I almost feel like I'm I've been slacking or or I have failed in some way but of course the the thing of it is it's it's all me no no one else I I'm not sure if there's really anybody who considers themselves a faithful listener of this podcast who who says to themselves, "Oh, wow! Look, look, look at the time. There's, there's still nothing. He hasn't released one yet for this week. It, my, my, the whole rhythm of my day has has been thrown into complete chaos, and I don't know what to do with myself. He, he really needs to step up his game, or I'm just going to stop listening altogether. I highly, highly doubt." that that is the case with anybody. So, I know that it's that it's all me. It's all the arbitrary deadlines and pressure that I put upon myself and that I myself am solely responsible for. This this is one of those things I I've talked in a couple episodes this year already and I've I've written on the blog about how he, I'm making healing a, a central component to my year this year. Like, and one of the things that, that I want to pursue healing from is this sense of should. This sense that I should be doing certain things by certain times of day or by certain points in the week or that on certain days I should just be doing certain things at all that that th- this this unneeded pressure and the guilt that it brings is not a healthy thing and so to to think that that I am recording and will release this podcast at the time that it will be released is just one example of many that I could name regarding the this arbitrariness and this sense of should and this sense of guilt that I put upon myself. So, now that I have been honest with you about that, I want to be honest with you about something else. One of the reasons that I've made it this far without do without releasing something sooner is because I don't really have a solid idea to work with. I have a couple of wisps of ideas, but I don't have an idea that that I could riff on comfortably and robustly for a half hour or more. 
that I, I have little inklings of possible ideas, but I don't have anything that's so clear-cut and energizing that I could confidently write out a page of notes and speak about for the usual length of a podcast episode. And so what I'm going to do this week is instead do my best with the wisps of ideas that I do have. I've done this before, and it just seems like the right week to do it again. I'm going to give you a little bit of a hodgepodge of ideas. So no no overarching theme that's going to carry itself through the entire episode. Just little little bits of things that I have been thinking about over the past week or more. And so having said that, the the one that I'm going to start with is one that actually relates to the the should and the guilt that I have already mentioned. And that is I I heard a term recently that I had never heard before. And in fact, when I first heard it, I, really I first read it, I I thought that it was a typo. I thought that there was some weird like autocorrect thing that had happened. But really, apparently this is a real term that a certain segment of people on social media, influencers, probably speakers and books as well, actually use. It, it, it's not something that I had heard until recently, but apparently the term has been around for a while. And that, that term is the following. Grind set. Recently, I've heard or read about people talking about the grind set. Now, this would be a combination of two words. The first would be the grind. And the second would be mindset. And it takes too much time and effort, apparently, to say the grind mindset. So, somebody had the clever idea to shorten it into the grind set. And so th this term refers to that mentality where you, you've just got to keep pushing and you've got to set your schedule and you've got to set your goals and, and you, you've got to just keep grinding and keep pushing and every single day you're maximizing your effort and, and you're going out there and you're killing it and all these other buzzwords about, you know, doing as much as you can, as fast as you can, as hard as you can, and and you're you're just gonna do awesome, wonderful, money-making, promotion worthy things. So get that grind set, bruh, and you just go. You go out there and you grind as 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 hard and as far as you can 
etc., etc., blah, 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 blah. I, um, here's the thing. My least favorite social media site is LinkedIn. Uh, first off, in, in my line of work, LinkedIn is less necessary. Uh, it, it just, we, we have in the United Church of Christ, we have our own system for passing around credentials and resumes, what we call ministerial profiles. And we have our own kind of closed system for, for that. So, so LinkedIn is not as big of a necessity and, but I, I keep a profile on there because I don't know better. And so I have to say that the grind set is, you can cut the grind set with a knife on LinkedIn. People are constantly sharing all kinds of articles, all kinds of influencer type posts about maximizing your effort, giving it your all for your company, being a team player, giving as much as you can. And, and I think the, the part of it that, that drives me the most crazy is when somebody will share a, somebody will share a, a post or an article about the the recent phenomenon of quiet quitting, or at least people are now calling it quiet quitting. It's been around way before that. Or about self-care or work-life balance. And there are inevitably these comments that want to reinforce the grind set. That want to shame people for not giving whatever company they work for 150,000% of their time and energy and attention, even if the pay and the benefits and the time away is the absolute worst. And so, this is a system, and this is a mentality that depends on should. It is a system and a mentality that depends on guilt. It's a system and a mentality that depends on shame. And it's a system and a mentality that doesn't make much, if any, room for your other needs, for the rest of what you need, whether it is rest, whether it is rejuvenation, whether it is time away, what, whatever it is. Now, there is something to be said for if you have a goal that you want to pursue and, and it truly is something that you are passionate about and something that you want to strive for and something that you want to accomplish, well then, yes, there is a certain amount of time, effort, attention, 
daily practice that 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 is going to require. But so so in that sense, the grind set can be a helpful mentality. But I'm talking about the unhealthy. I'm talking about the unhealthy effects of the grind set. I'm talking about the way that this mentality can turn toxic, can turn abusive, and can turn against the person who is being told that they need to adopt it. There is a time and a place and a usefulness for setting goals, for staying your keeping your eyes on what you want to achieve. But there's an there's a healthy way to do that and there is an unhealthy toxic way to do that. And to me, at least from what I've read about it, the grind set is the latter. Welcome to the Coffee House Contemplative Podcast. I've been making it a project the past week or more to do some some rearranging and some adding and some subtracting to my basement studio office. This this is a room that we when when we moved into our present house, our our basement was not finished. It was just a large open space, concrete floor. We totally used it for storage and for nothing else. But but we always had a dream or an idea that someday we would get at least part of it finished. And so a couple years into our living here, we finally put those plans into action. And so now there there is a, a fairly large, takes up really most of the basement, a, a fairly large, open, finished, carpeted, drywalled space that at least at present is a play area for the kids although i i think that that the the time that it will spend as a kids play area is coming to a close at some point in the near ish future we're still talking about reimagining it but then but then there was also we had a a smaller room also finished again carpeted drywalled 
and and with a door. And it, it was decided right from the get-go, it was imagined right from the get-go, that this would be an area that basically I could do whatever I wanted with. I have a lot of musical instruments, and so one of the one of the main purposes that this room was going to have was it would be a place for me to set up and use said instruments. But but I could also do other stuff with it, whatever it is that that I wanted. And so when when I first began moving stuff in, I, I did, in fact, move all of my instruments into here. I set up my drum set for the first time in in years. Um, that that dearly departed drum set. I, I sold it not too long ago. But but I also decided I would set up. I would just buy one of those little portable white tables from Target, and I would use that as as kind of a desk for whatever it is that I needed it for. I, I didn't imagine that I would use it a whole lot, at least at that point, but I would at least have it if I needed it. Well, it did, over the years, turn into a place where I would work on my book manuscripts, and, and I finally had a place to hang all of my Michigan memorabilia, and I had some other framed pictures that I've got a little, like, uh, Ghostbusters movie poster, and, and I've got some other things, and, and I hung all that up, and it, it just, it was a nice space. And, and it's a it's a space that that has served me fairly well, and but of course, around oh I don't know March of 2020, this room began to take on a different kind of meaning. That was of course the time that a lot of things shut down, but it was also about a month after that, or middle of April, is when I transitioned out of pastoral ministry and into the national denominational work that I am now doing. And, as you could imagine, given the circumstances of that time, I needed a designated workspace for that position. And so my basement studio took on an additional importance. This is where I do my podcast recording, but it is also where I go about the work that has been entrusted to me by the national setting of the United Church of Christ. So that is a long intro just to say that the past week or more, I've started to look around the walls and I've been starting to look around the room and feeling a dissatisfaction with how it has been arranged for most of its existence. The, I, I've since uh, replaced my little folding table with a larger and longer folding table that 
has been positioned right in front of one of my bookshelves. I had, when I had to move all of my books out of my last pastoral office, and I didn't have any place to put them, so now they are in this room as well. And But I couldn't really access some of them because of where this table had been positioned. And so I was looking around, and I decided it was finally time to start redecorating. And so I did. I moved my table down so now I can actually access all of my books. Mm. I have a couple additional posters and pictures and framed items that I have never hung up. And so I finally did that. And so the, the room looks a little more full and cozy thanks to that. I have... I still have my stereo from when I was in high school. It still works. It plays CDs and tapes. And I still have and enjoy lots of CDs and tapes. And so I actually moved another shelving unit in here. And now I have my old high school stereo sitting on top. And, I, and I've hung some, some other memorabilia above it and there's just there's already i haven't done a whole lot but i've done enough that this space has a totally different energy to me and i was curious about this why is why is this why what is what what is the what is the psychology behind this different energy and it turns out it's a real thing and it has been a real thing for thousands of years if you've ever heard the term feng shui and i might have butchered that but but it, it's the thought that counts i think but i still apologize if i've butchered it anyway th this idea that there that there is a flow that you can that you can sense that everything feels right when you walk into a room. And by virtue of the room feeling right, you are able to feel comfort and security within yourself. And, and I feel like that is happening in this room just by virtue of hanging a few things, moving a few shelves and some other stuff around that that I'm, I'm at least closer to that sense than I was previously. You, you remember when, if, if you were a kid growing up and you were fortunate enough to have your own room and maybe your siblings had their own rooms, and, and what would happen when one of your siblings would try to come into your room, tried to enter your room? There, more often than not, I would imagine, and I'm, you know, this has been my experience, so I, I would imagine it's pretty common, you would probably get irritated. You probably got angry because this was your 
space. This was your designated space where you could feel comfort, where you could feel security, where you could be surrounded by your own wall hangings and books and toys and music and whatever else. And so, God forbid an intruder come in and disrupt that energy. It's a similar thing. So, there is a very real spiritual and psychological connection that we can make with how we arrange and how we decorate spaces. And so, I guess this segment is just to, to celebrate the way that that has manifested for me recently in, in rearranging this area. But, it, but it's also, of course, an invitation to consider how that has already manifested in your life or how you may need it to manifest. If you just look around and think, how could I change? How could I rearrange the things in a particular space of my living area so that I can experience greater comfort, greater energy, greater security, greater, a greater feeling of home? Maybe that is something that you need to consider in your own time and place. So I've been working on a manuscript for, uh, it feels like forever. It really does. It, the, the idea that I'm working with right now has, has been in my head for, I would say almost three years. And I, I can't really say much more about that. I don't, I don't want to say much more about it until I'm in a spot where I feel like I can say more. But it, it the idea came to me about that long ago, give or take a couple months. And and so so I inevitably had that that time where it was just it was a nice idea to think about and to dream about and and you know it, in my head it was such a it was going to be such a great book it was it was going to it was going to be such a great piece of writing and 
and I was already, you know, of course, when you when you get to dreaming a whole lot, maybe you start to think about what it'll be like for others to read it and others' reactions to it and maybe even what the cover would look like and maybe who you could approach about publishing it if you if you think it's it's worth trying to go the traditional route with it and and so you know i was stuck in that dreaming phase that imagining phase for a long time and of course as the months went on i i was feeling more of more of a a push a desire to you know, oh maybe i should actually start getting this out of my head maybe i should start making myself sit in my not yet newly decorated basement studio and, and actually start typing things out not not in the overly aggressive guilt-ridden should grind set way but but just to just to maybe it's time to actually imagine a little less and work a little more and just actually have this thing try to try to birth it into the world so so that maybe at least a couple of those things i've been imagining could start to happen in real life and finally i i started working on it and then came the i if you can remember the the project that i took on last year and i i not only did a whole podcast on it but but I also wrote several blog posts about it that that I decided that I think it was the month of September that I was going to work on it a little bit every day I was going to write every single day and about halfway through that month I lost everything the flash drive I was using died and along with it at least three finished chapters were just gone. And it was discouraging and it was despairing. And I, I part of me wanted to just give up. Like I had done so much work and well, the heck with this. But, but I decided instead, nope, we're going to buckle back down. I remember at least the general gist of what I already wrote, and I rewrote it as best I could. And so now I've got a few more chapters drafted. But I have to say, this has been one of the most painful and tedious root canal-ish experiences of writing that I have ever had. I don't understand why this is so different. That Like, every book that I've written has had its challenges, but this, this is something else. And, and I don't know the cause of it. I don't know the reasons behind it. It's just so strange that this 
particular one seems to be taking so much more intentional effort than the previous ones had. And it's the sort of thing where, you know, if, if you really, if you're really struggling with a project, what, what pick, pick whatever it is that, that you like to do, you know, whether it's writing, whether it is art, whether it's drawing, whether it's gardening, whether it's cooking, whether it's some sort of crafting or sewing or, you know, just, just pick whatever it is. Translate this to whatever works best for you. That some days are easy. Some days you're just feeling it. Some days you, you're just cranking it out. You're in the zone. You, you, you are listening to your favorite tape on your high school stereo and, and you are just going to town. Everything is flowing freely. But then there are those other days. Those days where, what, what do I do? Where do I start? Why is every single little movement that I am trying to make today, why is every single little word Every single little stitch, every single little brush stroke, so difficult. And I have to say that large swaths of this current project are more like that. And again, I have no idea why. I'm sure, I'm sure if I delved deeper, if I really took the time to step back and to pay attention and to consider, I could probably pinpoint and name and articulate the reasons. But for now, all I have is the struggle. And so what's the point of this segment? What's the point of the segment in this little hodgepodge episode? I think it's just to say, if you feel what I feel, if you can relate to this, I just want to say that, that you're seen, and then it's natural, and then it's happen, that it happens. And so the, fir the first thing I'm not going to say is, well, you just need to get your grind set on and power through it because that's terrible. What I'm going to say instead is that, yeah, there are days like that. There are going to be days like that. Sometimes entire projects, apparently, are going to be like that. And the best advice that I can offer, at least according to my experience, is you just got to keep showing up. You just got to keep sitting there. And if you can at least get out one more word, one more brush stroke, one more stitch, you'll have made progress. And maybe this is just a pep talk for me, but I feel like it's not just for me. I think it's for whomever is out there who considers themselves a creative person 
whatever that looks like for you, that if you just show up, you keep showing up, and you can move another inch forward, then at least you will have moved. So you don't need the grind set to do that. You just need to make an appearance. Thank you for listening to the Coffee House Contemplative Podcast. I'm Jeff Nelson. You can find more about my writings, including all of my books, at jeffreyanelson.com. You can also find me on social media, Jeffrey A. Nelson on Facebook, and I'm at Old Roast Rev on both Twitter and Instagram. Have a great week.